When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean Ross at Managing Editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We had a big weekend, as you guys saw, Impact Bound for Glory. Uh, we have a post show up, and the uh, wonderful lady to my left, where I don't know which direction you all are watching me from, was at Access Studios, did a bunch of great interviews. The ones that are up right now, Sammy Callahan, uh, Taya, Josh Matthews, Brian Cage. I have a couple up with Ethan Page and Jordan Grace. We pulled out all the stops for Impact Bound for Glory Weekend. I thought they had a pretty solid show. Go check out the review over there. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff coming up. Next week, a Sands of Time review. I don't know who the hell's doing that with me right now, but we are donating the proceeds to the Equality Federation again. But I am joined by the woman that I just touted highly, and I gotta say... Access touted you very highly as well. They talked to me Yay! all week about how great you were to work with, Denise. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear, by the way. Hey, guys, what's up? Um, that always makes me really happy when people say good things about your work. That's the best compliment anyone can get. So I'll take it. Yeah, make sure you guys check those out. Our channel is growing. It's grown by leaps and bounds over the past couple weeks. I want to apologize for the tech errors last week. The initial one was on me. The second one, when it cut the show off, that was on my ISP. We've got that squared away. Reminder, every Wednesday we have Listen Ya Boy. It's our weekly news rundown show. The Wednesday Night War podcast right after AEW and NXT. Then Friday we cover SmackDown because I know there's nothing you guys love more than staying home on a Friday and watching like three hours of wrestling content. Nothing makes you feel more alive. Nothing makes you feel more sociable. So make sure you guys do that. And of course we have UFC reviews as well. But... This show brought to you by BlueChew.com, code Fightful. You know what? No, I'm, I'm going to save it for later. I'm oh, man, I was ready for it. I'm going to save it for <laughs> later. You can be ready for it whenever you want to be when you have BlueChew.com, code Fightful. But we do have some super chats right out of the gate, Denise. Reminder, guys, yeah. donate a super chat any amount. You can get your question or statement read on the air. Young Bibby asks, for SmackDown Friday... Is it only Flair and Hogan showing up? I don't know what you mean by that, but um, I know that the crew is in Australia right now. It felt like a skeleton crew tonight. You know what? I think in terms, I didn't feel like it was like a light crew. I just felt there was a lot of really good matches today on Raw. A very mm -hmm. different, no rest holds type matches. I didn't zone out. I actually paid attention to each and every single match this week. So I got to say, in terms of that, I actually thought it was a pretty, pretty solid Raw. Yeah, from the in-ring perspective, there was a lot of good Raw. You could tell that they pushed the reset button on a lot of talent. Like they, they wanted to kind of get them back in front of the camera. Tank Bearclaw says, Sean, you need to glitter up to match Denise. I can't. Got to be more shiny. I can't shine. <laughs> I'm not seeing any glitter or shine going on here, Sean. <laughs> I can't shine like you. I can't make that work. It's it's just not me. Like, I even hate greeting cards that I get that, are, that have glitter on them. Like, it's too much really? for me. Yeah. But you have the hair. Bejewel yeah. it. I don't need... I, uh... Uh, Fortnite sucks, says WWE had the cage uh, black tarped off. I don't know what that means. Uh, and it's Seth versus Bray Wyatt right now. Question, why is Bray there if he's on SmackDown? P.S. Nice hoodie. Why, thank you. Uh, I don't know why Bray's there. Just, probably just for a dark match main event because they're, they're, they were low on marquee names tonight. But, I mean, Bray versus Seth is advertised for a bunch of shows through, like, early November. Oh, what's your take on that one? Well, there are, I just saw that they're also doing the Mexico show, which I thought was pretty interesting. They're also doing uh, Bobby Lashley and Rusev for the Mexico show. I was looking at that card just before we went on, and I was like, okay, this is this is pretty shaping up to be something here. Um, but yeah, no, my uh, my thoughts on that. It's just 
it's pretty interesting that we kind of have to keep getting it, even though we've already all said our emotions on that ending. And I feel like we're all still like not really on board with how everything has come together, even weeks after. It's almost like they're just not trying to mention it. But then these matches are still happening. We still have the crown jewel match. So it's kind of like a little weird. I feel like we're a little bit on pause, but not really. Shane Haas says, can I get a birthday shout out? Happy birthday. He says, also, Happy any, birthday. Yeah, any big news for Survivor Series? Like, surprises? Thanks, guys. Uh, I don't think that WWE has any idea what they're doing for Survivor Series yet. Uh, I know they don't from a media perspective because I've hounded them and said, hey, guys, you all doing a junket? You doing any interviews? You doing anything like that? And crickets there, but I, nobody that I've talked to has even mentioned Survivor Series right now. Uh, Hannah Moore says, for Denise, I need to know where she got that amazing shirt. Oh, I literally got it at some store. I saw it on the mannequin and I took it. It was just a store across my street. Like it's not like a like a full on like actual brand. I don't even know. I literally just saw it across the street from my house on a mannequin and took it. Well, Hannah's a shopping machine. She will track it down if you tell her where it is. She says, uh, Shelton Benjamin completely screwed that whole promo up. That that was a weird promo and we'll get into it. I understood the sentiment of that promo, Denise, but it was a little odd. Yeah, I was kind of like, well, if you have the Brock Lesnar card, might as well play it. Can't blame the car- the guy for that one. I'm- I just, I'll-, I'll mention my other thoughts later. <laughs> well, they had the Ric Flair card tonight, but uh, that was, whew, Ric was on one tonight. Yeah, I, you know what? I thought it was hilarious, especially because, you know, when he goes out there, you know, you're going to, you're going to get something different. And my favorite parts was when he made those whole lines about, um, you know, the fans, their girlfriends and their wives and all of that stuff. And I was like, yes, thank you, Flair. That's exactly what I want to hear when you're out there. So I just thought it was hilarious. And then I saw your tweet about the whole (laughs) Joe McIntyre thing. And I was like, Hey, he's got the looks. I won't be surprised if he's out there kissing all the girls. Do you get the new Gen X commercials where you are with Frank Thomas, the baseball player? I don't think so, but on commercials, I tend to do other stuff, so I'm probably not paying attention to the commercials as much. I I don't want to like misconstrue what the product is, but he's a former baseball player, and he was known as, quite frankly, the biggest diesel-looking son of a bitch in baseball for years. And I think it's like a testosterone booster or something, but it's so odd, the commercials. Like, it's... Frank Thomas walking into the gym, and this woman's like, damn, look at Frank. He's a hunk. Like, <laughs> as I put on Twitter, it's basically a woman going, damn, there's Frank Thomas. Bet he fucks. And then another woman's like, sure wish my husband did. And then they're like, Nugenics. Like, I halfway thought that's who Ric Flair was about to bring out. When they talked about kissing every woman, I thought Frank Thomas was going to show up in a restaurant with, with Lana and Bobby Lashley, like, you got to see these commercials. They're they're like a, a little bit weird. As uh, I lost I lost you for a brief second there, but um, yeah, that one was. Uh, I don't get the Frank Thomas commercials. I I didn't get the Drew McIntyre kissing every girl. I, I don't see him going out there and doing that. Do I think he could? Do I think he could looking like a giant 2006 Orlando Bloom? Sure, I do. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I mean. He's, I could see it, but uh, Drew McIntyre is back, and Denise, I thought he had the perfect first night back opponent in Ricochet. Oh yeah, right away, I thought that when I realized that they were going to be having that match together and kicking off Raw, I was like, okay, this is going to be good, and even part of me thought, okay, well, what if they don't really go all out, you know, what if, what if, you know, but then when they had this match, I was just like, man, they both, they both highlighted very well, both Ricochet and Drew McIntyre, the crowd was, was really into it, it was just a really hot, perfectly timed match, it wasn't too long, too short, it gave the fans exactly what we wanted, and I should have known since the start of this match that we were kind of getting something different with this Raw in terms of in-ring stuff, um, I just really thought this was the way to do it. This was the perfect way to open a brawl, and I feel like I would like to see more of that, like go right into it every week sort of thing. And no rest. Yeah, yeah. I I thought this match was outstanding, and a lot of Drew's detractors have had always kind of said that he wasn't having great matches on, on Raw, and he had a great one tonight. Him and Ricochet were all over the place. Ricochet connected on a great dive before the commercial, caught Drew off the top with, with a drop kick. 
I'll tell you what I loved. It was almost 90s style. Ric Flair was managing Drew McIntyre, but not really. But they had this hilarious ringside promo that did kind of remind me, like they would cut to Jim Cornette when he was managing Yokozuna or Owen Hart or somebody. That's what we got with Ric Flair, and he's like, Where are we? Cleveland? Kansas City? Now I know where we are tonight. Where the hell are we Friday? I thought this was I hilarious. I love that, yeah. Like you- no, and it's funny because, oh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but that part where he's like, I don't know where we're at. And it was just hilarious because Sarah's expression was kind of like, we're in Cleveland, dude. But it, it played off very well. And it's funny because this match was so good. Had it been anybody else where they distracted and did that, uh, that, that ring promo, whatever, you, I would have been pissed. Like, oh, man, they just took it off. They took the camera. They took the focus off of this great match in the ring. But because it was Ric Flair, it was okay, and it was funny. Yeah, I thought it added. I thought it was – I mean, we know that that match truly doesn't mean anything on the 31st. But Ric Flair is there. He's he's earning his paycheck. It's very funny. Uh, Ricochet all over the place. Drew McIntyre hit an outstanding, like, crucifix buckle bomb. Then a sit-down powerbomb. They were just having one. It was great. Ricochet hit like a nice short Death Valley driver and a standing star press. The crowd goes crazy. The way that this crowd was early on, I was like, damn, this adds so much. By the end of the night, they just weren't there. But for this match, Denise, they were. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Ricochet got posted, set up a Claymore. When a crowd is into a match like this, it really adds to it. Like it, It really makes the match. Afterwards, Drew hit what we called the Bama Slamma, the inverted Alabama Slam, on Ricochet face, f- face first into the stairs. So anybody that thought that Ricochet was going to be Street Profits' mystery partner later tonight, uh, that wasn't happening. But I thought this was the kind of showing that a Drew McIntyre needed after months off. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was a great post-match addition, especially because, I honestly, I didn't expect the whole thing. I liked it how he just went in and just, like, head-butted him, like, right into that. And it was kind of like, okay, this is this a new – well, not new, but aggressive, uh, enhanced version of Drew McIntyre. And it's like, okay, if you have a guy that looks like that, you know, he's all in black, he has, like, this mean grin, he should be doing stuff like what he was doing tonight after after his match with Ricochet. Well, my friends, if you want something enhanced, (laughs) if you want to do stuff, well, then I encourage you to check out the Luchaverse. You can do stuff while you read the Luchaverse. It's the epic new story world from Mass Republic and Cheeto Comics featuring Rey Mysterio, the Lucha Brothers, Rey Phoenix, Penta Zero, Conan, a lot more. But right now, all five one-shots have been collected in a trade paperback version. I've got a tweet. I just retweeted it again. If you entered last week, uh, you're already entered. But if you want to retweet that again, you're entered for this week's. We gave away our first uh, edition uh, you all need to check this out. It got it got a lot of attention. It got more attention uh, than the Impact Bound for Glory code that I was giving away last week. So uh, really, really glad you guys are digging that. Uh, you all can check it out at theluchaverse.com if you don't want to rely on my random draw. But Denise, you hooked me up with these people, and I'm, I'm digging it. Oh, man, I said this last week, but I'll just go ahead and say it again. Everything that Mass Republic is doing, I mean, they got calendars, they got costumes. I think today they were just announcing that they're doing, like, uh, table pieces, you name it, a bunch of stuff. And I was able to see some of the Luchaverse comics at Expo Lucha, kind of like a in-close look. And even though I wasn't able to read everything because I was working, but I was able to look at the graphics and, like, the artwork, and it was just super cool. And I just feel like if you're a fan of Lucha, if you're a fan of wrestling, if you're a fan of comics, it's sort of all intertwined wines together so it's really enjoyable yeah i love it it's something new it's something different and and i think it's uh it's it's awesome working with them really glad they were they were willing to step up and do this awesome giveaway for our viewers i want your thoughts on moody alistair black promos what do you think of them i love them i love them so much are you kidding me they're perfect (laughs) i'm sorry but I'm just, okay, I just feel that I'm a really big Alistair Black fan and a really big uh, Drew McIntyre fan. So I feel that I'm kind of biased where I say, like, whatever they do, I'm a big fan of. But I do, like, I I just feel like because Alistair Black obviously has that really edgy, you know, you know, what is satanic, satanic, satanic? I'm not saying that word correctly. Satanic. You get what I'm saying? 
satanic okay you know he has that vibe like he should be out there looking all disgruntled and you know you know just having different types of perspectives and visions sure. of life so you know i'm a fan of it maybe a little bit more aggression maybe a little bit more in the eyes but i i feel what they're going with this and i like it so far i hate him wait you hate, hate alistair black no i love alistair black oh oh and <laughs> I, was like, what? I hate the moody promos i think that it's getting to the point of bray wyatt years ago where he would cut a promo and say nothing Nothing. At, at the very least here, he's got El Hijo del Curtis Axel about to fight him. And we get to see this this Arn Anderson knockoff get kicked in the face a couple times. Like, at least there's that. Uh, but if, if they wouldn't have matches after these promos, boy, I'd be crapping all over this hard. At least we get to watch him spin kick some dork in the face. Uh, I don't think he probably should have sold it all for him. But considering the accuracy in which he drilled old boy in the face, I think it's all right to give him a little bit of something. That kick was snug. Do you think they're too emo? Is that what it is? Too emo? <laughs> Maybe. Just sounding too poetic, too My Chemical Romance, just saying a I, bunch of stuff and not really getting across there. I liked My Chemical Romance. I didn't hate that. Like, I know, but you know what I mean. Some people could consider that too. Sure. Like, Ever. But no, okay, but it, with in terms of the match he had, I kind of felt the same way that you did in terms of he sold too much for the I don't remember the guy's name, but basically I kind of felt that this should have been just a very quick squash match, do some kicks, get in there, get out because I kind of felt that it went a little longer than it should have for 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 that guy. Too emo. How dare you. Back in my day, you play cute without the e and everybody just starts to party. We get another AOP <laughs> promo. They did not get drafted. They signed. Now, the thing is, they cut a promo last week or, or sometime after Raw saying they didn't get drafted because Fox and USA were scared of what they would do. But then they got signed, so that doesn't make sense. I personally, this isn't me reporting anything. I just get the feeling they're waiting until after this tag team turmoil match to re-debut them. Because if you put them in the tag team turmoil match, you almost have to have these two big sirloin beef sons of bitches win the thing. And I don't know if they'll go that route. What do you think of the continued AOP promos? You know, I think I'm to the point where I'd rather have them see doing something different, either come out or, I don't know, do some sort of different backstage segment. I think I'm kind of, I think, what, this is the fourth, fifth week now? I might have lost track already of how many of these that they have done. The first ones were hot. I love them. I think now I'm ready to, okay, let's move on. I'm, I'm kind of over it now. Um, but I did like the fact that they incorporated, you know, a lot of the draft into this. You know, they talked about why they weren't on SmackDown and why they were on Raw. So I did like that they actually made the draft into a seem like a big deal. So I did like that. But now I'm just when I just feel like the second that they come in, it's like, okay, they've been talking for weeks that they're the baddest guys that they're out here for a fight. You know, I think w when they come in, they just got to go straight towards the Viking Raiders and just kind of go out from there. And you know, everybody wants to see that match. We've talked about it. And I feel that where they're at, both of them, you know, everybody loves the Viking Raiders. They're hot right now. We love them. So, you know, they're strong baby faces in that sense. And, you know, obviously AOP wants to get over as, you know, these really hot heels where, you know, they're badasses. They fight really hard and people are afraid of them. So they're both in good places where once they do, you know, actually make their comeback, they can really go in and do something. I'm, I'm completely in agreement. I think at this point, I, I'm not tired of seeing AOP. I like the idea of the promos, but... At this point, like, how many of them do we need to see? We get the picture. We get the picture. R-Truth is sneaking around. He is distracted by Samir Singh, and Sunil rolls him up to become champion. Later on, R-Truth tries to win it back, but he pins the wrong guy. The Singh brothers, at least, I think, Sunil gets a little bit of gold. Because at first it was confusing. Because they said, congratulations to the Bollywood boys. But then later on, they established that only one of them is champion. But in the past, we have seen the Revival pin someone together and become co-champions. What do you think about uh, Sunil Singh as your new 24-7 champion? So first off, I thought it was funny where R-Truth was like, there's two of them? I was like, where have you been? There's always been two of them. That's his thing, what? though. That's his thing, though. <laughs> I was like, why is this a line? Um, 
I'm sorry, but I love the Singh brothers. I, I, I love them so much. Ever since uh, when I forgot which one took the crazy bump when Randy Orton nearly killed him and Randy Orton made that like oops face a while back. So ever since then, I've been a big fan of them and I feel like they add like a little extra something with their quirks. Um, so any segment that they're involved in, I absolutely like. But this one, I kind of felt they could have been a little bit more creative with it in terms of where it just kind of really happened really fast. And it even took me a second to realize that he was going to get rolled up and get the pin because I was so focused on what they were saying on camera. So I thought maybe they could have played a little bit more with that. But either way, I liked it. You know, it gives them something to do, gives them a moment, you know, on on the main show. Uh, while we're here, guys, I want to send my thoughts at the LaParka. There's a lot of rumors going around right now about his condition. I do not have an update on his condition right now. That was a scary fall last night. For those confused, this is not the LaParka that was in WCW different guy uh he performs under la park but that doesn't change our, our us sending our best wishes to la parka that was a horrifying situation and uh, hopefully some of the rumors going around aren't true but uh we definitely wish him the best that is that is terrifying and you don't want that to happen because it's it's already been a tragic few years in the lucha libre world with with some of these accidents that have unfolded so uh best wishes to him well, Jerry Lawler brought out Rusev, Denise. Yeah. Uh, so, remember when we, everybody used to say that Mike Canales had the worst thing ever, storyline ever happened to him? I think Rusev is right up there. He's right up there with this one. This was bad. This yeah, was I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, man. It's it's just making Rusev look really bad. At first, it didn't make him look too bad. I was letting it slide. Still liked him. But now, and then the whole restaurant thing, the restaurant thing was so bad, specifically the entrance. Because I don't know if you noticed, but the guy that was trying to stop him, I don't know what he was, but he was trying to stop him. And Rusev is this big guy. He's supposed to be pissed. <laughs> His wife is out there with, you know, this other man, and they're at a restaurant. He's supposed to be angry right no this guy actually pauses and stops him from you know making his way into that restaurant longer he gets in there and he doesn't even look too mad it just it was missing a lot not to be crude but this segment was so bad like all these locations the massage parlor the bedroom the all this crap, the restaurant, they're all clearly backstage. They're lit exactly the same way. A manager asks Lana and Lashley to leave because Rusev is coming. Lana had said, oh, well, we're at this restaurant that I always wanted to bring you to. In Cleveland. Yeah, she's always heard about this restaurant in Cleveland. Now I get it. There's there's a nice culinary scene in Cleveland. Had Had friends of mine in my mentions all about it. She ain't never heard about a restaurant in Cleveland. Anytime that Lana has ever been to Cleveland, the only thing that she's heard about is the quickest way to get the hell out of Cleveland. That's it. That's it. Nobody wants to do anything in Cleveland. The economy depends on LeBron James and he's gone. No, it's done. So Rusev, That's shows, true. Rusev shows up and tries to brawl. That's it. This is so dumb. Lashley said, Rusev doesn't have the balls to come here. But Lana, you already knew that. I mean, they're doing what they can. At least, I think, this is so not Lashley that it is entertaining to me in that that regard. Like, this, there, there's a lot of points on Raw and SmackDown that I'm like, okay, this won't even be fun to review in 20 years. Because, like, there are some spots of the Attitude Era that were so bad they were good. This is so bad that it's good to me. Like, I find this somewhat funny because Lashley has to go out there and say all this shit. But otherwise, man. Well, I also liked when she got, what was it, the whipped cream, the frosting on his nose. And he was so awkward about it, too. Like, you can tell. He was kind of like, oh, I didn't know she was going to do that. And, okay, so here's one of the other things I want to talk about is some of the reasonings that they were giving as to why Lana left 
uh, Rusev, they were saying that Rusev gave too much money to his family, which at first I was like, okay, so they're trying to make Rusev seem like a good guy. He was giving money to his family. But then they're like, oh, she, he didn't take her to this restaurant that he wanted to. He did it. I forgot what the third reason was. But I agreed with all the reasons that Lana was upset with him. I was like, any woman would be upset with the, with a guy. So in, I kind of feel that the that the leverage was given to Lana with this segment. It made Lana look better that she left than it did to Rusev. You know, obviously you can tell that there was obviously some misunderstanding, but still. And so, and then the part where he still had his ring, I was like, stop it, Rusev. That looks so bad. You never want to be the guy that still has the ring when she's out there flaunting herself with this other man in front of everybody. You just don't want that. And so... Yeah, this is very dramatic, and um, I can't help but at least be interested every week into what they're going to be doing. So I can't say it's a total failure because I am interested (laughs) when stuff like this, well, when they come out on TV, I'm like, okay, I got to see what's going to happen this week. And, you know, it just keeps doing that. So what can you do? But I'm starting to think that this one is getting as bad as the Mike Canales-Maria storyline, but I can't decide. They're they're right there with each other. Well, I thought Mike Canales played his role really well, at least. This is a trash fire that I at least am interested to see how it unfolds. But you mentioned misunderstandings. If you want to eliminate misunderstandings and... Please, your significant other, get them a subscription to FightfulSelect.com. That's where you can go to get all the exclusive podcasts. Get the news straight from the source. There are a lot of aggregators that take things that I report or that we report and kind of twist them, twist them and make them their own. Just go straight to the source, FightfulSelect.com. I had the Backstage Report podcast today. I have the Q&A show where you can ask as many questions as you want if you're a subscriber. That drops later this week. Two episodes of Sour Graps with Alex Palowski for per week. If you just want to hear him crap on everything, that's the show for you. As advertised, he destroys everything. We also have the Weekender podcast with uh, Steven Jensen, who reviews uh, a or not AEW, NWA, Ring of Honor, Impact, NXT, NXT UK, and again, like I said, all kinds of exclusive news. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. That is the most direct way to support us. But hey, if you're here right now watching live on YouTube, you can leave a thumbs up or subscribe. Andrade taking on Sin Cara next. Now, Sin Cara had only this... Outside of Super Showdown months ago, he had not wrestled since last year against Andrade, which was a little bit of a blow-off of a feud that they had briefly. But if you're going to be off TV for a year and you're going to come back and lose... That's a pretty solid way to lose, Denise. I mean, he got a lot of time. He got like 12 minutes, got a lot of offense in, performed pretty well. I, I thought this was a good showing for Sin Cara. No, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a really good match. It was solid. It was fine. And I actually liked the ending and how it all played out. I liked the fact that they actually used uh, Zelina, Zelina, you know, uh, pretty well with this. I liked that they incorporated her into the finish. And I actually thought it played off pretty fine. Yeah, I did too. Um, Zelina helps Andrade cheat as we know she's going to do. Sin Cara hit an amazing moonsault outside. He did like an Olympic slam style Death Valley driver that looked really good. He got a ton of offense. One of my favorite spots of the match, Denise, is like this tilt-a-whirl inverted powerbomb that Andrade did, and he sat out with it. That was really cool. Sin Cara hits a smooth sunset flip powerbomb. A lot of times when you see that, it's not the old Eddie Guerrero one that you used to see where it's smooth. A lot of times people will flip over, they'll stand there, and then do it. Sin Cara was really smooth with it. Andrade hits double knees, but then Sin Cara does an amazing spot. He slingshots over the top rope and does a flying head scissors. But then Zelina, dare I say... Did she one-up him with the Dragon Rana off the apron? That was impressive. I don't think I've seen her do that version. That was really nice. I really enjoyed that. She is. Uh, she does what she does, and she does it very well. But I think Andrade... Andrade uh, easy for me to say. Andrade getting the win was the good call, but Sin Cara getting a lot of offense was a good call because he doesn't look like he's going to get blown out of the water every week now, assuming he is on TV fairly regularly. Your thoughts? Oh, I was like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, and I was like, oh, he's drinking no. coffee now. Oh, man, slow it's water. there. It's water. Yeah, Come on. No, but I really enjoyed 
enjoy, but I think for me, I think it's the dynamics of it all. You know, with Andrade and Zelina, you know, it's so easy to have, you know, you know, a heel manager that's just going out there and is just, you know, you know, she could do the basic slap that everybody does. She could do like little referee, um, you know, referee distractions or whatever, just little things. But I feel like she's taking that a step further and actually incorporating herself, you know, in a different way. So I really enjoy the dynamics of them together. And I thought this was a really good match. Honestly, it was fine. It wasn't like the, the, the greatest match I've ever seen. Or, you know, maybe it wasn't even the best one I saw in Raw tonight because there was, you know, I... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply did enjoy the, the opening match a little bit more, but still, it was good. Yeah, I thought this was one of the top matches of the night, and there were some really good matches on this show tonight. Uh, backstage, we see Humberto Carrillo cut a really generic scripted promo. Like, it's not on him. He was given this terminology. Oh! I don't know. It kind of seemed, I kind of felt that, he was really nervous because he was kind of stumbling between his words. And, okay, so as a person that speaks both Spanish and English, you know, sometimes – so in the beginning he started off, I think it was Spanish and then English or English and then Spanish, and then he went back to English. So it sounds easy, but when you're in that pressure in that environment, sometimes you can have, like, brain glitches – talking in Spanish and then you go to English and then you go back because it's almost like he tran he translated what he how he opened up his promo and I almost feel like that kind of stumped him a little bit and it kind of just went downhill from there because there was another word I forgot what the word was exactly but he kind of stumbled across that one too and so I just kind of felt like oh man this isn't the the greatest you know, promo ever. So, but I just think, I honestly think it was the nerves and just, you know, kind of getting out there a little bit more. Needs to get out there a little bit more. But the match was incredible, but we'll get to that later. Sometimes nerves get to you. Sometimes getting out there gets to you. But hey, if you want to get your super hard penis out there, go to BlueChew.com and use the code FIGHTFUL. It'll make sure you don't stumble. It'll make sure that your performance is universal championship level, my friends. It'll make sure that you don't do the job. And if you do, you'll be looking at the lights for a lot more than just three seconds. Check out BlueChew.com Code Fightful. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Tried and true for decades, but it's better, cheaper, and faster. Cheaper because it prepares and ships direct, and it's free when you use that Code Fightful. You just got to pay $5 shipping. It's faster because it's chewable and it gets into your system faster, and... It ships straight to your door. Discreet package. Don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. You prescribe, get prescribed online. Doctor's not going to hit you up and be like, Hey, everybody, waiting in line. This guy has a limp penis. It's not going to happen that way. Your mailman's not going to be doing that either. So, no worries. It's not for just for people that have problems. Humberto Carrillo doesn't have a problem. Look at him. He performed well. I don't know if his penis was erect or not. I don't have that information. Maybe I'll get it. I doubt it. But if you want to compare that to the bedroom, I think he performed pretty well. He didn't seem nervous once he got into the ring. I think maybe he got a little bit of mental blue chew, if you know what I'm saying. Check it out. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Be confident. Somebody said, anybody here legit ever use blue chew? Yeah, we do mad sales, bro. My favorite part is when you said something about your penis stumbling. I didn't know that could happen, and it, I visualized it, and I just 
I saw things in my mind. Well, if it's bam, <laughs> then it's not going to stumble. People are going to have to hurdle it. Anyway, this Hawkins and Ryder promo had me in stitches for all the wrong reasons. It seemed like a buddy cop movie promo. They're like, we're the underdogs now, but maybe we're going to get some pyro. Only one way to find out. Let's go see. That and they was, had me in anticip- anticipation. I was like, are they going to have pyro? I was waiting for it. And then they didn't. I was like, oh, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> they should have had, like, little sparklers. Uh, they, got a, they got a little bit of offense in the Viking Raiders, but the Viking Raiders kicked their asses, Denise. Yeah. I, I feel like right now they're just in that phase where they're waiting to find another hot feud for the Viking Raiders. And that's why I kept thinking, okay, once AOP comes in, it's finally time. Because it's like... Right now, okay, they just won the titles, you know, so now some time needs to go by, but they don't really have any hot feuds coming up, or it doesn't seem like anything's boiling just yet. So I just kind of feel like we're we're just waiting. We're just waiting. I, I'm, I'm with you. Rey Mysterio comes out, says he's been helping Cain Velasquez get ready for Crown Jewel, cuts a mega babyface promo. Paul Heyman shows up on the Titantron. He says that Brock Lesnar's on SmackDown, but he's here as his advocate says that Brock Lesnar is obsessed over the scar Cain Velasquez gave him nine years ago every morning. And then Ray goes off, and I gotta say, Ray is not good at being mean. Ray is too nice of a guy. He's Oh man, I really enjoyed mean Ray. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is mean mad Ray. I actually really enjoyed it. Because <sighs> it didn't come off like, oh, I'm an evil person. No, I'm pissed. You did this to my family. And I'm glad that we finally saw that because we the, the promo he cut last week was like, you know, I'm sad or you know, I'm but I'm still proud of Dominic because he's a man and he took the beating like a man. But this time we saw another layer to that, and Ray is like He's angry now, and, and I like that. I don't buy it a bit. Don't buy it a bit. Uh, Benjamin came out, Shelton Benjamin, you know, Brock's buddy, says that if everybody gets title shots just for, for beating up Ray and get opportunities for uh, just showing up and helping Ray, maybe he should do his buddy Brock a favor and push Ray around. Uh, it doesn't work because Cain Velasquez comes out, stuffs the Shelton Benjamin takedown, and throws him around a little bit. Taps him out. Now, I had a problem with Cain Velasquez's offense. I love a good waist lock takedown as much as the next guy. I really do. I love a good single leg takedown as much as the next guy. But it didn't look like Shelton got hurt. It didn't look like Shelton got hit. Nothing until that rear naked choke. I thought that stuff looked soft as pillows. It was not the impression you want to make there. And I get it. I mean, I've seen dozens of MMA fighters who have transitioned to pro wrestling, and they pull their strikes, understandably so. You saw Tyson Fury do it a few weeks ago, because they'll knock somebody out. That's just the spot, the spot we're in. What did you think of, of Ray, Benjamin, Heyman, and Cain Velasquez here? So I thought that okay. So for, I already shared my thoughts on the whole Ray situation. I like that Shelton came out and was because I wasn't expecting for him to come out at all. And then when he did, I was like, okay, he's playing this Brock Lesnar card. That's pretty cool because you know they do have that history, you know. So I like that that was incorporated into it. But I just kind of feel that it was just those situations where do you really have to get involved? Because we kind of don't really care, dude. Like, this is about them. You're kind of just adding yourself to this. So, uh, you know? And so I wasn't too crazy about that, but I did like the element that he did add to that. Um, When Cain Velasquez came out, I didn't realize that he was going to come out, actually. Um, I don't know if they had announced that prior. Did they or or not? Uh, No. He was actually going to be there. No, right? I I mean, they may have announced that he would be there, but I, I can't. I can't okay. even remember. And okay, yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember them, like, actually saying, like, oh, Cain Velasquez is going to be on today's show. So when he did come out, I was like, okay, um, you know, I wasn't expecting that. But I did feel that what they were trying to get across here where he was supposed to come out and be like, nah, dude, like, I'm I'm Rey Mysterio's guy. I'm going to kick butt. That didn't come through. It, it did yeah. come off a little weak, how you said. And so it was kind of like, okay, yay, Cain Velasquez is here. Good. That's fun for the crowd, for the live audience. And then that was it. He's got some major leaps that he needs to make. And, I mean, he has the performance center at his disposal, and he is retired now. He's done. Dana White even gave him his blessing, all that good stuff. But there, there's going to be a lot told next Thursday. Like, we're going to get a lot of questions answered. 
I don't get the feeling that Kane's going to be doing springboard arm drags to Brock Lesnar. I don't get the feeling Brock Lesnar's going to take one of those, which, you know, the Lucha style has been what he has relied on thus far. Kane, not Brock, obviously. But, I mean, they're... Maybe they'll they'll go the, the shoot style and that will benefit Cain Velasquez because let's be honest, Brock can take some shots. He doesn't have to pull his strikes with Brock Lesnar, but if he goes out there and completely shits the bed, I think that's I think maybe we don't see Cain for a while and he works on his craft. No, yeah, I think I totally agree with you. I I think I want to come in and see more of a shoot style with them. I don't want to see him, you know, do something do something else, you know. It just wouldn't work with Brock. I want it to be like a fast, like, you know, Brock and Goldberg type of situation where somebody comes in and completely, you know, kills the other person and that's that. High impact. Yeah. That's what I want. Fortnite sucks says opinion on Randy Orton's Instagram post work or real. Well I posted an article on FightfulSelect.com today about that. It is okay, well it depends on what you mean by real. It's real in that one, Randy Orton's contract is up next summer. That's been confirmed to me. I'm trying to work or nail down a specific date. And that's as of right now. Who knows what kind of chicanery WWE might pull between now and then, like extending the deal. But Randy Orton has been very outspoken backstage about his willingness to speak with AEW. And I've heard an awful lot of stuff about Randy Orton in that regard. But he is not married to staying to WWE if a better offer comes along, from what I understand. But... What do you think, Denise? Do you think there's a possibility we might see Randy Orton outside? Because remember, one of the guys running AEW owes, owes a lot of his early success to a guy named Randy Orton. I just, you know what? I I, I kind of feel like I anything's, first of all, let me just say, anything's possible. Never say never. But I just feel he's just one of those guys that's just a WWE guy. I just feel like he's got his thing going there. He has, you know, things are going like, I mean, I don't know if things are going exactly the way he would want them, but it seems like things are going fine just there. And so that's why I don't see him jumping board. I can see him, though, saying, hey, guys, I got an offer for this much money from AEW. So what's your offer going to be? You know, so I can see him sort of playing devil's advocate with that and, you know, making that benefit for him more. Yeah, but trying I to just, leverage. I, I, exactly. I just I can't see it, but I could be wrong. You know, you just never know. But I just feel like he's he's going to stay put. Nick Wolf says, Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. I don't know what the hell you mean there. He's not playing right now. Uh, Joseph Farley says, Hawkins and Ryder should have had the Gilbert pyro. Yes, I think he should have. Uh, I'm good with them like being a comedy act. Briefly, they had the WrestleMania moment. Zack Ryder or, and Kurt Hawkins ended Kurt's losing streak. I think they're very entertaining dudes. I, I watch or listen to their show. I watch their YouTube channel a lot. They're entertaining guys, but... I thought tonight was a fine role for them. I thought that Humberto Carrillo had a fine role against Seth Rollins. I don't think this was as good as McIntyre and Ricochet or Sin Cara and Andrade, but I liked the match. There were a couple moves that didn't quite make sense to me, like that handspring arm drag where Seth Rollins was sitting down. Like I don't know how that physically would work in a world, but there were some spots like the springboard arm drag and his dive and all that that I thought went really well. He had a great moonsault. Uh, Rollins hit the Falcon Arrow, the, bu- the buckle bomb, the super kick, and uh, ended up getting the stomp for the win and shaking Carrillo's hand. What did you think about this performance, the first yeah. one that we've seen on Raw out of Humberto? So first I do want to mention that going back to Seth Rollins when he was doing that, when they first made the match happen with him and Humberto, I felt that it was kind of embarrassing how big the CM Punk chants were coming through. During that, and I almost feel like Seth Rollins is getting that whole, you know, that Roman Reigns hate that Roman Reigns used to get from the fans. It kind of feels like Seth Rollins is in that position right now. So, you know, we were hearing, you know, those big CM Punk chants, and, you know, that's obviously disrespectful, you know, for him, you know, as a wrestler, as a performer. So when he went into this match with Umberto, I was happy because it highlighted him differently than what we have been seeing where, you know, he comes off and he's not coming off as the guy that, you know, that they're trying to portray. Instead, fans are seeing him as sort of dorky, not cool. Um, 
So instead, we were seeing a different Seth Rollins here, you know, where we we're just seeing him based on his athletic ability with Umberto. And I thought they played off each other very well. I like the fact that that was his, you know, first match with, with Seth because they both were able to, you know, do things very well together. So I did like this match and I did think that it highlighted Umberto very well and it really made up for that horrible promo. And I'm excited that they're doing something with him where it's like, okay, first show he already got, he already, they already made a big deal about him first off in the, in the draft. And then he comes in, he gets a, he gets a pretty good promo where he's able to, where he's, where he commented on big stuff that was going on on raw. And then he has, you know, and then he has this match with Seth Rollins. So, Hey, that's a good first day right there, you know? So, um, yeah, I thought everything went well with that. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with him a little bit more. But yeah, in terms of actual like personality and on camera i think they do need to work a little bit more on that with him i like that you mentioned the draft because that was a discussion that we had when you draft a guy like him who had no real exposure outside of a pay-per-view match to a lot of people who are watching this show and you don't draft aop and you don't draft luke harper and you don't draft a ton of these people you have to at least you gotta put him on tv and you gotta present him as a threat and I, I wouldn't call him a threat to Seth Rollins, but he had a good match with Seth Rollins. He didn't get blown out of the water by Seth Rollins. And I like these kinds of matches with Seth Rollins. I I remember specifically, it was like late 1995, Bret Hart's WWF champion. And on a random-ass episode of like a Saturday morning show, he defended the title against Buddy Landell. And I knew he wasn't going to get beaten by Buddy Landell. But I was like, oh, cool. Bret Hart's facing this dude, title match or not. I knew Bret Hart was going to win, but I knew I was going to get to see some cool stuff out of Bret. People like Seth Rollins, I mean, all due respect to Seth, he ain't getting over on his character work right now and hasn't ever outside of when he's been a heel. So he's got to get over in the ring because that's his strong suit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually, or probably very soon, see Seth Rollins turn heel. At least some of the talent that I spoke to think that Seth Rollins has got to go heel soon. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see them run this back, but with a different dynamic, with a more aggressive Seth that might either blow Carrillo out of the water this time or Carrillo beats him. Like, I just think the dynamic will be a lot different, but I think Seth has to be heel for this show to be even interesting with him on top. Yeah, well, it's just kind of those things where it's like a natural shift, you know, where the fans, you know, this guy's coming off as a face. Okay, so he's naturally a face. Okay, this guy's come, you know, he's a he, you know, the fans are feeling him as a heel. So it's like a nat. sorry, it's like a natural turn with that. And it just, you know, but there's, you know, there's been that argument so many times with other people where it's like, okay, this guy should be a heel. Why is this guy's a face? Why is this guy a face? And I feel like that's where we're at right now with Seth Rollins, because it's just not happening, man, with everything that he's everything else what he's doing i mean it was just last week where he had that really silly you know firefly funhouse thing so that was just not happening at all so i feel at least today where it's like okay yeah i enjoy i enjoy watching seth rollins in the ring and that's what i want to see and i think that's what we have to focus on right now we're gonna focus on this main event now okay so i want to get one of the positives out of the way dio madden i think keeps getting better on commentary and uh Three-man booth is very hard. Like, Renee Young used to get all kinds of criticism, and I don't know how many times I had to tell people, what do you expect out of her as a third person in that booth? You can't get a word in edgewise. It's pretty much limited to, oh, come on, or look at that. Like, there's not a lot you can even say. There's not a lot you can get in there. I would like to see her in a two-person booth very badly. But all weekend... And really, from last week, this had been promoted as Street Profits and a mystery partner against the OC. Now, I posted some joke tweets out there because every week, everybody's like, Edge, coming back. Edge, coming back. He's back. Ah, He's back. I don't know when the hell Edge is coming back, if he's coming back, but it ain't Edge. And uh, if you've ever heard my interview with Jimmy Jacobs, he explains why bringing people like that back unadvertised is really bad, especially when ratings are down, because he would say, oh, we would love to have The Undertaker out as a surprise, but then every time we'd announce him, it'd pop a rating. So that's why they announce it all the time. So they just start this match, Denise, and there is no six-person tag. There is no six-man tag. It's just the OC, Carl Anderson, and 
Luke Gallows, bless him, I like him. Against Street Profits, bless him, I like him. We had a couple promos that set this up. Street Profits still doing that weird unofficial hosting shit that we don't need. Fortunately, they were able to roll it into a little bit of a promo that they are very good at. The OC were kind of funny, letting you know that the smoke is illegal in Cleveland. Can confirm. But there was no mystery partner here. Now, we'll get to what happened later, but when this match started, what what went through your mind when the match started and there was no mystery partner? You know, it was I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe they're going to announce it afterwards, that sort of thing. And then I was like, all right, well, whatever. Maybe we'll just keep going. Maybe this was just an error, one of those things that <laughs> was, you know, they didn't catch it or whatever. Um, but I do want to say really quick, Philly, though, that when – uh, when, uh, when Street Profits, when they had that backstage segment and uh, Montez Ford was making fun of AJ Styles' hair, I was like, someone needs to get a gif of that. Gif of that. I haven't seen it on here on Twitter yet and need to see that. Um, so my thoughts with this match, though, in terms of, okay, finally the Street Profits are in a match because it's been weeks, man. It's been weeks that we've been seeing them backstage and, you know, we haven't seen them in action. And we were, I kind of, I kind of gave up. I thought we weren't going to see them in action for a long time. I was like, okay, whatever. This is just not happening anytime soon. This is their official spot because I felt that much time went by. And the fact that they were put in the main event and, you know, not somewhere in between the show, I felt made it that much more of a big deal because it established them as more than a generic tag team. It established them as something that, you know, they're not just those guys that keep popping up backstage. They're a little bit more. And you know what? Us as fans, we should care about them given the fact that they are in the main event uh, against OC. I thought that the uh, Street Profits had a great performance tonight, and it didn't need the smoke and mirrors shit of the mystery partner, the bait-and-switch shit of the mystery partner surrounding it. They had a good match. They had very standard tag spots, which is good for these guys because two good teams. Angelo Dawkins is a great hot tag. AJ pushed Montez into a spine buster and gets ejected. But then Kevin Owens makes the save. Not a mystery partner, just comes out and helps. And they're like, oh, there, there he is. And I'm like, all right, I, I love Kevin Owens as much as the next guy. First off, his first feud with AJ was just not good, unfortunately. Hopefully this one's better. The good thing is that now it's a fresh start for Kevin Owens because, yeah. man, that feud with Shane McMahon went a long time. So at least he's kind of on to something New and different. It's a great restart, reset button for him. Yeah, and I like Kevin Owens a whole lot. I really do. But this was anticlimactic. Wow. Uh, and like I said, I dig Kevin Owens. Kind of forgot he was on Raw. Fortunately, over in our resources <laughs> section, we do have the updated Raw and SmackDown rosters. Go check it out. But the Street Profits win. What do you think about this? Kevin Owens looks like he's feuding with AJ. It looks like the Street Profits will continue to do what they're doing with the OC. You know what? I kind of like it for right now. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, you mentioned that their feud wasn't the greatest in the past. But I was like, okay, you know, we still kind of see something happening because I was kind of, you know, wanting AJ to do something, you know, to not just kind of be with, with his buddies, you know. So I do like this. And I do like the fact that we're actually being able to see the Street Profits do some in-ring work. So now that adds another layer to it where it's not them just bantering back and forth now. So it kind of adds that extra layer, obviously. So I like this. I thought it was a feel-good moment to have them win at the end of Raw. So I did like how everything sort of ended. It's like, oh, he's here. Kevin Owens is here. And, oh, look, the Street Profits just won. So overall, I did like that. I did like the feeling you felt afterwards. Yes. There you go. I like that. And the Street Profits, the OC, the War Raiders, the Viking, whatever the hell you want to call them, uh, AOP, that, that's four really good pillars in that tag team division. You could do a lot worse in a tag team division. It's just a matter of treating it like it's worth a damn. And uh, I, I'm just glad the Street Profits got a win because they are very talented. Montez Ford is a star. That guy is a star. And I like Angelo Dawkins, too. But that was raw. A lot of good wrestling. It, it could have been a lot worse, but interesting note, no women on the show, they were traveling, and a lot of people were upset about that. I think it speaks more to their confidence in the women as a live event draw, because that's where they were put and where they were needed, 
But what do you think about uh, not having any women on this show outside of Zelina? Well, you know, it's funny because I've never seen things as, oh, this is a woman thing. This is a man thing. You know, for example, when they had the first ever women's WrestleMania, it was like, yeah, oh, my God, this is awesome because all these three women deserved it. But my thing wasn't, oh, they're there because they're women. No, it's there because they were the hottest thing at the time. So my thing is, you know, I know people always want to make it like, oh, you know, women, women, women. And I get that. But sometimes, you know, I'm as a female watcher, I'm not going to get hurt that they didn't have a woman's match because they were out there doing their job, doing something else. Now, let's just say, oh, hey, let's just not have any women on the show. OK, then that's upsetting, you know, but because they were doing something else, that's understandable. So I don't think people have to get like super crazy about it because it's not like they're disrespecting them by not putting them on the card, you know. So for me, it's always just like, OK, whatever is fine, whatever works for the storyline for that day, whatever you know goes with the show, then that's fine, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everybody asking me to talk about Montez Ford picking up a baby in the crowd. I missed that. What did you think? Do you think it was the same baby that Snitsky punted 15 years ago that just never grew up? <laughs> oh, man. No, you know what? I Why didn't I see, I don't remember seeing that either. We're professionals. We did not see at? it. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, wait, I was kind of going back through my memory right now. And I was like, wait, what? Okay, I need to go back and see that. Oh, my gosh. Now I feel dumb. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out, man. But uh, rule of thumb, babies suck, guys. Babies are terrible. They're always terrible. So I'm going to hate the spot. I'm just, I'm just going to hate the spot. That's that's the rule. Babies are terrible, <laughs> objectively. I am convinced that every baby comes from San Antonio because the only thing as bad as babies is San Antonio. The only two things. The only two things. My Dude, God. I love babies. I even love strangers' babies. I love any babies. So I thought if, you, like, guys, if you have a cute baby, send me your photo. I'll enjoy it. It's I so thought cute. you were going to say you love San Antonio. I was about to red button you. No, I was about to just hang up on Skype. San Antonio. I don't even know what there is in San Antonio. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you a preview. Nothing. There's nothing in San Antonio. Nothing at all. Definitely not parking, because when you go to the Alamo Dome, you got to park in some homeboy's yard two neighborhoods over, because they don't have enough parking. San Antonio sucks. But Denise doesn't suck, and neither does InstinctCulture.com. Denise, let the people know where you where they can find you this week. All right, guys, please go to YouTube because I'm going to be uploading tons of more content. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's where you guys can see all my interviews. My interview with uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana that hit 1 million views. And then I talk about the shocking. I made a whole separate video about the shocking number that YouTube paid me for that 1 million viewed video. So if you guys want to find out the real prices, uh, it's pretty interesting. So you guys can check it out, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And if not, you guys can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. Eloquent sends a super chat before we go. Thoughts on New Japan Pro Wrestling America? This was a bombshell last night at 2 a.m. They are... Yeah, ex- I was expecting that. Yeah, extending us out into... Uh, ex- or extending themselves out into an American wing. So looks like no more Ring of Honor. I, that's horrible news for Ring of Honor, uh, not having that partnership anymore. They seem to indicate they would work more with Access. Hey, that's good for us. Access likes us. Thanks, Denise. Uh, but New Japan America, I think I think it's solid. They, they seem like they want to do about 25, 26 shows next year. You know what? I've been able to go to all of the LA shows, and I was able to go to the Cal Palace show. So... Right, based on crowd reaction and based on show quality, I am excited about that because man, they really go all out with they. I mean, they go all out in general, obviously. But I'm talking about specifically these West uh, these shows here. They were really, really enjoyable, and they all felt really major league. Like if you're a wrestling fan and you're not at this show, you should have serious FOMO. And you know, you don't always feel like that with every wrestling show, but with this, but with these ones, I did feel like that. Like with Fighting Spirit Unleashed, oh man, that I thought that show was one of the uh, most recent really good shows that I had attended in recent years. So with that, it makes me excited that you know that they're planning on doing more shows. Uh, you know, here I think although some of the cities that they, I don't know, if they I think they announced um, Northern California though, they, and Texas, right? They basically said everywhere but the Northeast is pretty much what they stated. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, then 
So, so yeah, so I'm excited to attend those shows, period. And then the Ring of Honor, man, you know, I was just thinking about this, how, you know, I was remembering the show of oh, WrestleMania weekend, was it? I think New Orleans, where they had the 6,000, they were going head to head with NXT. I was at the Ring of Honor show. And I was just thinking, like, how so much has happened since then. Oh, yeah. That it's, like, seriously shocking and. Honestly, I I don't know what's going to happen. I just feel like they're hanging on, you know, by a thread. But, you know, I don't know. Elizabeth Delgado did not send a super chat, but she said, I love babies. Hope to have one someday. Sean, babies represent our future because we were all babies at one point. It's part of our growing up process. You're the baby hater now. Well, listen, I have to be honest. I disgust myself for having ever been a baby. I am just ashamed of myself for not have been just born 12 years old i should have been i will never forgive my parents for for giving birth to me as a baby i i they they should have figured it out science should have advanced far enough to completely circumvent this thing that absolutely isn't a gimmick leave a thumbs up subscribe until next time we're out When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.